Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome dear listeners. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. It's time for the Top Islamic Network podcast. And this week's podcast is very interesting. Now the Top Islamic Network has basically asked you to put forward your questions, anything that has been bugging you, anything that you needed an answer to. And this was an opportunity for you to put your questions forward. And we have done the research, we've taken your questions. And in this podcast, inshallah, in the next few minutes, we're going to be discussing some of your questions and going through the answers as well, inshallah. So this is what uh, this week's podcast is all about. It's kind of a Q&A session, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Firstly, before we actually get to the questions, what I would advise all of you is that if you do have a local imam, a local mufti, a local scholar, then of course the best is to go to that scholar uh, what all your questions and all your answers the best is face to face you can do it online like how we're doing it right now but it can never beat face to face you go to the scholar and you ask him your questions and he then will give you the answers but of course make sure it's a scholar that has authentic aqidah it's a scholar that's on the right path that is one and then number two for all those that send in your questions may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says the seeking of knowledge is faraz and compulsory on every Muslim Muslim. So it's not it's not just children that's going to madrasa, but even adults, even those in their old age, grandparents, the seeking of knowledge is compulsory upon all of us throughout our lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq inshallah. Let's get down to the questions. Okay, question number one comes from uh, a person by the name of Kohar Naveed. And he says, Assalamu alaikum, is binary trading halal? It's when you put money in currency and it goes up, you make more. But if it goes lower, you lose the money. So is this uh, permissible halal? Now understand a binary option is a type of option in which the payoff can take only two possible outcomes. Either some fixed monetary amount of some asset or nothing at all. They are also called all or nothing options. They are sometimes referred to as digital options. Uh, sometimes they, re they refer to fixed return options. Uh, what does Sharia has to say regarding this? According to the Sharia, according to Deen, this is not recognized, the sale of such rights. Therefore, binary options are impermissible. Furthermore, binary options are impermissible since they contain the element of future uncertainty. The next question is regarding riba on the basis of renting. The person says, my brother-in-law wants to take on a property and basically he wants me to rent this property. My question is, should I avoid this knowing that he took a riba loan and I am the one paying off the riba loan? Yes, I would say that, you know what, it's advisable to avoid it when it comes to riba and interest. Understand the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa tells us it's not only those people directly involved in interest that will be getting the sin, but all those people around, all those people that are somehow or the other attached to that particular transaction. It's narrated by Jabir radiallahu an in Muslim Sharif. He says Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has cursed the one who consumes riba and the one who pays it, the one who writes it down and the two that witness the transaction. And he said they are all the same. Sheikh Ibn Uthayman rahimahullah has said that is they're all the same meaning that they are all cursed the same way because they cooperated in that. So the sin is the same. So that is why when it comes to riba, we try our best to stay away away from it. So for this brother, I'm going to advise you, it's best you stay away from it, even though you are not directly involved. You are not the one that's actually taking out the riba loan, but you are an accessory to it. So the sin will be there. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us, inshallah.
The next question comes from a sister. Now, some of the questions are of a private nature, so I'm not going to mention the name. The sister says, I pray that you have an answer for me. I am a Muslim. My boyfriend is Christian. He really supports me in my religion. He never ever asked me to cook pork. He lets me pray. I would like to have more information into why a Muslim lady cannot be married to a man from another religion. And if there's any exception to the rule, I really hope I will get an answer, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us and jazakallah for your concern, sister. At least you do have that uh, you know that that faith is in your heart to ask whether it is right or wrong uh, the scholars are unanimous that it is not permissible for a muslim lady to marry a non-muslim whether he be jewish christian or anything else allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the quran do not marry non-muslim men until they accept islam so what we learn from this particular verse here it's a clear and an open command and instruction from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that muslims should not marry non-muslims now remember the Quran is full of wisdom. Yes, there might be an ayat like this, but there's reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reveal an ayat like this. The man is in a position of leadership over the lady. This is worldwide. Even in Western circles, this is how it is. And it's not permissible for a non-Muslim to be in a position of leadership over a Muslim woman. Because Islam is the true religion and all other religions are false. Now, the reason for this, you need to understand marriage takes more than love. It takes a lifelong commitment to shared values on a bedrock of strong faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the truth of the Akhirah. If the person you choose to spend the rest of your life with is not Muslim, then how will you successfully weather the storms of the dunya? How will you teach your children about Islam when their father is not a Muslim? Understand this correctly. Your children will grow up learning from you and your husband, from the wife and the husband. It's going to be confusing for them. This is just one of the harms. You might try your best to bring them up according to Islam, but 50% of their time, they're going to be with your husband, they're going to be with him, and they will learn his religion. They will pick it up. Even if he says he will not teach them, automatically they will pick it up. Remember, children learn what they see, not what they hear. That is just one harm when it comes to upbringing of children. Eventually, this love as such will kind of fade off. And when the dust settles, what's going to be there is a bond. It's still going to be love. I'm not saying there's going to be no love. But, you know, as they call it the honeymoon period, they call it the honeymoon phase where you're so deep in love, you can't see anything else. Eventually, that fades away. And then you have to love with this person. When it comes to various other habits, etc., also, you should know that heartbreak, like all things in this world, is temporary. Right now, you may feel that you cannot love without him and vice versa. But turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this time of pain and distress. Ask him to give you the strength to do what is right by him. Uh, perform Salatul Istikhara to help guide you as to what you need to do next. Perform Salatul Hajat or make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, what would be ideal, sister, is if this person accepts Islam. Maybe you could put it to him this way that, listen, yeah, I've spoken to my religious leaders and the only way we can get married it is if you accept Islam. If this person accept, accepts Islam, you can take it upon yourself to teach him about Islam and that would also make for, uh, mashallah, a, a wonderful love story as they say. But uh, yes, this is it. My advice to you is you should, of, of course, in the first place, whether it's a Muslim man or a non-Muslim man, we should stop seeing him immediately because it's not, the two of you are not in nikah. But if you could put one condition forward to him, you could tell him that, listen, this is the bottom line and if you want to marry me, then you have to accept Islam. Become a Muslim, accept Islam and this is how we can get married. Besides that, there is no other exception to the rule. The Quran is clear. And remember, you might think, now why is the Quran saying this? Do understand, sister, every ayat that has been revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is oceans of wisdom behind it. There are many people, they go against the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And years later, when they find themselves in difficulty, that is when they realize the wisdom of the Quran was there, but we did not adhere to it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you, sister. Amin.
The next question comes in from a brother, and I'm sure his name is Kamrul Islam. He says, I would like to know what's the meaning of Kamrul Islam. Please, if you can answer, this will be great. Jazakallah for the support. The name Kamrul Islam means the moon of Islam. In Arabic, moon means Qamar. Qamar and Islam, of course, means Islam. So Qamarul Islam means the moon of Islam. The correct pronunciation will be Qamarul Islam. Not Qamarul Islam as generally we say it. It would be Qamarul Islam and this would mean the moon of Islam. A brother by the name of Muhammad Imran, he asks, is locust and rabbit halal? Regarding rabbit, yes, rabbit is halal to consume. Locust as well is halal to consume. In fact, it's mentioned in a kitab called Hayatul Sahaba. A Sahabi by the name of Abdullah bin Abi Afwa radiallahu an, he narrates that they fought seven battles with Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam in which they ate locusts. Of course, a locust does not have to be slaughtered like a rabbit. Yes, it is permissible to eat locusts as we find in this particular narration. Rabbit as well is permissible to eat, but the rabbit will have to be slaughtered and the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has to be taken. A sister by the name of Sophia asks, she says, I am thinking of putting hijab, but how do I emotionally and mentally prepare myself because my family does not support it? They say no one will marry you. I know I'm going to put it on, but how do I prepare myself? And also a second question is, why is suicide haram? Sister, I hope you are not contemplating suicide. Uh, may Allah make it easy for you. But let's get down to these two questions, right? As far as hijab is concerned, you need to prepare yourself emotionally and mentally like how you said. You need to think that this is for Allah. Whatever I am doing, I'm going in hijab, this is for Allah. And because I'm doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will no doubt be my guardian and be my companion during this difficult time. It's not going to be easy. Understand this. Nothing worth pursuing is ever easy. Nothing. Hijab, is, it's going to be a bit difficult. Yes, you're going to get family, you might even get friends, you might get people in the street that will be looking at you and passing some funny comments. But this is the sacrifice. And when a, when a lady goes through such sacrifice, this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves because it's done solely for His purpose. So what you should keep in mind, sister, is that you are doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will no doubt be your companion and your protection during this time. It could be a test as well. You said you made the decision you want to go in hijab. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is saying this could be a possibility that let's put a test let's make her family pass a few remarks and let's see if she can overcome this test let's see how much she wants to obey me subhanallah this could be a test from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understand your family loves you initially they might have a problem it might be a bit difficult but eventually they will accept it it might be something new to them but eventually they will accept it i know tons of examples where even boys they wanted to grow the beard they were like the only male in the entire family that had a beard it became difficult they went through a lot of sacrifice but today it's normal it's normal and they have married girls in hijab and they kind of started their own families you know what hijab and beard Alhamdulillah. So that's also one thing you can think about as well. It might be difficult for you now. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how old are you or if you're married or not married. But if you will get married, you'll probably get married to a, a man in sunnah with a beard. And like this, you know, hijab and beard and, and the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will be common within your family, within your new family. So you start it off now and just tell yourself this. Tell this yourself this that you are doing it for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala only and you are doing it for the benefit of your future children. May Allah Ta'ala make it easy. Then also you ask regarding suicide understand now why is suicide haram because you see this life that is given to us is given to us as a trust just like how when we're given wealth we're given wealth as a trust our bodies are given to us as a trust from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's mentioned in a hadith of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he who commits suicide by throttling shall keep on throttling himself in jahannam and he who commits suicide by stabbing himself he shall keep on stabbing himself in jahannam this hadith comes in bukhari so it's clear that the muslim
Muslim should not attempt to perform such a grave sin. And when we come across any difficulty that we cannot bear, then understand if we take our lives, then our condition in the year after will be even more difficult than this. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put a difficult situation there, Allah ta'ala can put an easy situation as well. We just have to make dua. And the events that will that might even make us think of suicide, eventually it will be amongst those things that are not even worthy of becoming said. In the future, it will just, when we look back, it will be like, this is just so, it was so useless. If you think of any problems you had in the past, it was really difficult. When you think of it now, years later, you'll just laugh at it. This is the nature of life. So this should not affect us in any way. And the bottom line is our life is given as a trust to us from, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should take care of this. In simple words, this is why suicide is haram. Then we move on to a brother by the name of Brian Indraputra. He got a few questions for us. He says, number one, is it haram to play games that has 3D characters in it, especially console and PC games, because it's the same thing as digital drawing and 3D sculpting humans and creatures, which is forbidden in Islam. So when it comes to pictures, we, we find in the hadith of Nabi wasallam, it's mentioned that all picture makers will be in the fire. All picture makers will be in the fire. But as far as the digital picture is concerned, there is ikhtilaf or what we would say a difference of opinion. So what I would advise you from my side, from my side, I think I would advise you to stay away from it. If you're doubting whether you should play it or you should not play it, then rather stay away from it. Uh, equally, in the same way, I would advise you as well that you find a senior scholar that you have trust in and you put this uh, question forward to him because there is a difference of opinion nowadays regarding uh, digital images. Uh, another question you ask is uh, kangaroo halal? Yes, kangaroo is halal. There is nothing wrong with uh, eating kangaroo. You also ask, is it a sin or a trial when you fail your exam and disappoint your parents? Look, you can't really say it's a sin or a trial. The point is, when it comes to examinations, we need to study hard. We need to put in that effort. Whether it be an Islamic examination or any other examination, we need to study hard. We need to perfect. Whatever we're doing, we do it, but we do it perfectly. We do it perfectly, and this is what Islam teaches us as well. Now, when you fail and your, your parents are disappointed, you've got to speak to yourself. If you know that you studied as hard as you could you tried your best but you still failed and then your parents are disappointed you need to keep on telling yourself that you know what i tried and i couldn't try any harder but in your heart if you know that you played around and you never really study then this should it should trouble you inside i'm not going to go to the extent and say that it's a sin i'm not going to say it's a trial as well what i'll say it's a, it's a wake-up call it's a wake-up call to say, you know what, the next time I write exams, I need to keep this in mind. If not for my sake, then for my parents' sake, I need to study. So I don't think we can take it to the extent of saying sin or trial. Bottom line, we've got to speak to ourselves. When we look at our report card and our results, we've got to look at ourselves. We've got to ask ourselves, did I try hard enough or not? And if we tried hard enough, then, you know, it, we just never make it. And there's a reason. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the reason why. But if we never try hard enough and we failed, then it should be a wake-up call. That the next time we, we write, the next time, the next paper, we need to study. Then uh, another question coming in here, since the male's aura is from the navel to the knee, are we allowed to wear sleeveless loose shirt or is it not recommended? Sleeveless loose uh, shirt for a male, there is nothing wrong in this, you can wear this. However, if you're reading Salah, then the scholars, they advise that you should try to cover your arms. You should try not to wear sleeveless when you're reading Salah. But out of Salah to wear a sleeveless, it's not really a problem. That's a few of your questions that came in this week and we have answered it. Remember that you can comment. Use the hashtag Top Islamic Podcast. 
across social media networks. Search for Top Islamic Podcast across social media networks. Yes, uh, just uh, keep a look out for our podcast in future as well. You can send your questions in. Now, remember I told you that if you do have a scholar or you have a mufti that you have confidence in and he lives nearby, then the best is to go to that person and ask him. But in a case where you have no one to ask, then you can put your send your questions uh, forward, inshallah. Also, if you have any topics that you would like us to discuss, various topics. We spoke about judging others. We spoke about not ridiculing others uh, as well. Any topic you want us to discuss, you feel that it's relevant and it needs to be discussed, send your suggestions through. We can look at the topic and we can source out the hadith and Quran, uh, Quran ayats and we can have a discussion on that, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Until next time, uh, this is Yusuf Umar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.